All right, so take your Bibles and uh, turn with me to chapter 38 of Isaiah. And uh, Isaiah makes kind of a, uh, of a poem or a song concerning his, his delivery, the fact that he's going to be spared, but uh, also the fact that uh, 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 on earth he will not have the opportunity to serve God any longer. Let's look at uh, chapter um, uh, 38. And here's the song, of this is kind of the poem that he wrote, starting at verse 9, 38-9. A writing of Hezekiah, king of Judah, after his illness and recovery, I said, in the middle of my life, I am to enter the gates of the grave. I am to be deprived of the rest of my life, of my years. And I said, I will not see the Lord. Now, we need to stop here a second, because when he dies, he'll go into the presence of the Lord. We know that. But Dr. Unger makes an interesting statement on verse 11. He says, this is figurative, a figurative expression. I won't see in my life on earth, on my life on earth any longer, I won't see his blessings uh, as I'm here on earth. But of course, he will be going to the presence of God when he, when, he, when he dies. I will not see the Lord, uh, the Lord in the, in, the, in the land of the living. I will look on man no more among the inhabitants of the world. Like a shepherd's tent, my dwelling will be pulled up and removed from me. As a weaver, I rolled, I rolled up my life. He cuts me off from the loom from day unto night. Uh, you will make an end of my life. And so, in a sense, he, he, he believes God, that God's going to give him 15 more years, which he did. But he also has certain regrets. Uh, look at um, uh, verse 18. Verse 18. Um, for Sheol, uh, death, or the grave, cannot thank you. Death can't praise you. Those who go down to the pit cannot hope for your faithfulness. In this life he's talking about. It is the living, the living, <coughs> who give thanks to you as I do today. A father tells his sons about your faithfulness. And the Lord will surely save me. So we will play my songs on stringed instruments all the day of my life at the house of the Lord. Now Isaiah had said, let them take a cake of figs and apply it to the boil. Uh, and they must have realized or thought that it was cancerous. It was a cancerous boil because it was a, terminally, a term, terminal illness that he may recover. Then Hezekiah had said, what is the sign that I shall, I shall what is the sign that I shall go up to the house of the Lord? And as far as we know, and Unger agrees, uh, that's not answered. It's not answered, at least uh, in these verses. Let's look at chapter 39, and with this we, we will finish. At that time, Merodach Baladan, son of Baladan, king of Babylon, king of Babylon, sent letters and a present to Hezekiah, for he heard that he had been sick and had recovered. And Hezekiah was pleased and showed them, that is the, uh, the messengers from the king of Babylon, showed them all his treasure house. Uh-oh. He shows them the silver and the gold and the spices and the precious oil and his whole armory and all that was found in his treasures. That was a mistake. I'll show them the wealth that I have. He's bragging about all the, uh, uh, the, the precious items that he had of gold and silver. There was nothing in Hezekiah's house nor in his dominion that he did not show them. And of course, he's going to plant an envy in the minds of, uh, of the, those who represented the king of Babylon. Verse 3, Then Isaiah the prophet came to King Hezekiah and said to him, 
What did these men say? And from where have they come to you? And Hezekiah said, They have come to me from a far country, from Babylon. And he said, What have they seen in your house? So Hezekiah answered, They have seen all that's in my house. There's nothing among my treasures that I have not shown them. How stupid for him to do this, to, to show him all of his wealth. Then Isaiah said to Hezekiah, Hear the word of the Lord of hosts. Behold, the days are coming when all that's in your house and all that your fathers have laid up in storage, in store to this day, shall be carried to Babylon. Nothing shall be left, says the Lord. And some of your, your sons who shall uh, issue from you, whom you shall beget, shall be taken away. And they shall become officials in the place and are in the palace of the king of Babylon. Then Hezekiah said to Isaiah, The word of the Lord which he has spoken is good, for he thought, for there will be peace and truth in my day. Truth and peace in my days? Well, yes, but he had revealed all the wealth that he had. And of course, that will be taken away and remembered when the Babylonians come against, uh, against uh, Judah. Unger says this about verse 8. He says this, Selfish self-interest, vanity and folly on Hezekiah's part. Here's a man who knew God, who was one of the best of the kings, but Unger's words are appropriate. Selfish, self-interest, vanity, and folly. I want to go to one of those couple of verses to close. Go back to 2 Chronicles chapter 32. 2 Chronicles 32. When had died... He wouldn't show me all this stuff. <laughs> right. <laughs> 2 Chronicles 32. And um, I want to start and finish. Let's see where I want to go here. Um, look at. Um, Start at chapter 32, verse 32. 32-32 of 2 Chronicles. 2 Chronicles 32-32. The rest of the acts of Hezekiah and his deeds of devotion. Behold, they're written in the vision of, of Isaiah the prophet, the son of Amoz, in the book of the kings of Judah and Israel. So Hezekiah slept with his fathers, and they buried him in the upper section of the tombs of the sons of David. And all Judea, or Judah that is, and the inhabitants of Jerusalem honored him in his death. And his son Manasseh became king in his place. Verse 1 of chapter 33. Manasseh was 12 years old when he became king. He reigned 55 years in, his, in Jerusalem and he did evil in the sight of the Lord according, look at this, to the abominations of the nations. He did what the pagan nations did, the pagan peoples did whom the Lord dispossessed before the sons of Israel. He rebuilt the high places. And the high places were hills or mounds where they worshipped the pagan gods. He rebuilt the high places which Hezekiah his father had broken down. He also erected altars to the gods, the Baals, and made Asherim. These are the, the gods of the pagans. He made Asherims and worshipped all the hosts of heaven and he served them, all the stars and planets they worshipped. And that's what the pagan folks did. And he built altars, look at verse 4, in the house of the Lord, of which the Lord had said, My name shall be in Jerusalem forever. 
He built altars for all the hosts of heaven to the stars and planets in the two courts of the house of the Lord. He made His sons, Manasseh made His sons pass through the fire in the valley of Ben-Hinnon. He practiced witchcraft using divination, practiced sorcery, that is the use of, uh, of, 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 uh, of uh, pharmacology and, and uh, 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 taking of potions. He dealt with mediums and spiritists. He did much in the sight of, he did evil in the sight of the Lord, provoking him to anger. He put the carved image of the idol which he had made in the house of God, of which God had said to David and Solomon his son, In this house in Jerusalem, which I have chosen from all the tribes of Israel, I will put my name forever, and I will not again remove the foot of Israel from the land which I have appointed for your fathers. If only, that is, if only, I won't remove them from the land, if, if, only they'll observe to do that which I have commanded them according to all the law, the statutes and the ordinances given through Moses. I think we all are stunned. How could America change so quickly? How could the people change so quickly from the leadership of, of Hezekiah, who was a good king, not perfect, to a bad son who did all of these things? Incredible. Verse 9 of chapter 33. Thus Manasseh, look at this, he misled Judah. Can a ruler mislead his people? Yes. Can a ruler take his people who are depending upon his leadership and destroy them and take them in another direction? Yes. He misled Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem. Look at this. To do more evil than the nations. More evil than the nations whom the Lord destroyed before the sons of Israel. More evil. More evil. Can you believe this? Can a nation turn? Can a nation do a twist? Can a nation depart so quickly? How can it happen? You've got to have good leadership. You have to have men uh, who are, are trusting in God and proclaim that trust and not depart from God. And if you don't have it, you will mislead the people. Now, the people are still uh, responsible. I, I don't know how that works. How on one hand, leadership is responsible and yet the people themselves are also culpable. And both are true. It's not an either or. It's a both and. But look at verse 9 again. This is awesome. He misled Judah, that's the southern kingdom, and the inhabitants of Jerusalem to do more evil than the nations whom the Lord had destroyed. Look at verse 10. And the Lord spoke to Manasseh and his people, but they paid no attention. They paid no attention. Therefore, verse 11, the Lord brought the commanders of the army of the king of Assyria against them they captured Manasseh with hooks. They bound him with bronze chains and they took him to Babylon. Ah, but look at verse 12. When he was in distress, he entreated the Lord his God and humbled himself greatly before the God of his fathers. When he prayed to him, he was moved by his entreaty and heard his supplication and brought him again to Jerusalem, to his kingdom. Then Manasseh knew that the Lord was God. Ah, there's a conversion here going on, if you will. So good can come out of evil. But unfortunately, it can be too late. Destruction can already take place, and you can't go back and sometimes rewind the clock, reset the clock. 
And what a shame. What a terrible shame. We could go on and on. These verses just fascinate me. But we'll pick up with the sovereignty of God in chapter 40 of Isaiah next week. And let's close in prayer. Father, what life stories that we have from what we've seen in Hezekiah and his son Manasseh and Sennacherib and Isaiah. Lord, these are living illustrations of what people can do to serve you, but also when we or they depart from you. Father, help us stay alert with our life. Help us be aware of what's happening in America with the leadership and with the, the churches and the pastors and with ourselves. Make us look at ourselves. Father, please use these great stories tonight that we see in Scripture. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.